As always, thank you for tuning in. And I pray tonight that you can hear me, as always. And so if you don't care to just leave a comment, the sound is good or bad, I uh, would hate to talk for 10 minutes and nobody hear me. That's an ugly sight to look at if you can't get anything out of the Bible's teaching. Um, so tonight, like I always say, thank you so much for watching. And uh, I, I think a, a tonight's topic is um, is one that uh, most of us uh, won't admit to. It's one that we've kind of touched on going through the book of Judges. But dealing with doubt. <clears throat> dealing with doubt. Um, I, I would say most of us don't like to admit uh, that we have doubts. Uh, the Bible tells us to... To, to worry not, and we know that, but um, I think it, it's, it's easy to tell ourselves not to doubt, but it is very easy to let doubt creep into our hearts and into our life. Uh, if you've ever um, been in a place of employment and they've started cutting um, hours or employees and you've had those doubts about, I wonder if I'm going to keep my job. Maybe uh, in your relationship with your spouse, you've had tough times and you've asked yourself, um, I wonder if this is going to work. I wonder if it's going to last. Or maybe you had your doubts. Maybe you have children and grandchildren that are grown and are prodigals. They are far from God right now. And, and you have your doubts that something will ever change. And... Uh, I uh, was just on the phone a few minutes ago and uh, talking about a wonderful Christian lady and, and her husband about if we thought we could ever get him to church. And, and I kind of thought for a second and said, I hope so, um, because truly we, we, we hope that God works in the lives of all people. But I think if, if we're honest, we've probably even said that about other people or situations. Um, for me, I look at our country and sometimes say, I doubt that I, I doubt that God's going to do anything in this country. I think that He's giving us what we've got coming to us because our wickedness. But yet, I believe God can change. I think that in our own life, uh, for me, this year, I have I probably have struggled with doubt more than in, in any time in my life over the last year. Uh, just with um, all that's gone on, uh, whether it's been the the division in, in, in God's people over the coronavirus, whether it's uh, it's doubt in, in people that I never thought would have done things that I thought they would wouldn't do, or or um, just lots of things. And so none of us are immune to doubt. Um, most of us are just not honest enough to admit that we're struggling with doubt. But Gideon, who has heard from God specifically, who God has promised him specifically, who has proven himself through the sign of staying while he cooked, has proven himself when the people come to kill him, you would think that Gideon now has enough evidence that God is really 
going to be with him, that God is going to care for him, that God is going to take care of him. He, he really has to believe this at this point. But in chapter 6, Gideon has called all of the children of Israel together to go to war to fulfill what God had told him to do. But listen to what Gideon asks of the Lord, starting in verse 36. Then Gideon said to God, If thou wilt deliver Israel through me, as thou hast spoken, behold, I will put a fleece of wool on the threshing floor. If there is dew on the fleece only, and it is dry on all the ground, then I will know that thou wilt deliver Israel through me, and thou hast spoken. He says, I'm, I'm going to put this piece of wool out here in the middle of this threshing floor, and Lord, uh, I'm, I'm going to leave it, and when I come back, if the fleece, the wool is wet, and everything is dry around it, I'll know, God, that you're going to deliver us, that I'm not going to die, that we're going to win the victory. You say, well, why would Gideon need another sign? Why would God even give him another sign? He's had sign after sign and chance after chance because God knows what we struggle with. God knows the areas of our life that we are weaker in, and all of us are different. Tonight, you might have no fear of speaking before people. You can get up and talk and teach, no problem. For me, that's not the case. I know that seems strange, but I still get physically ill on Sundays before I stand before a congregation. And so I have to tell the Lord, Lord, I don't think I can do this, but if you're with me, I will. For you, it might be something totally different. For you, it might be that you are that you are uh, terrified of trying new things. Or maybe your weakness is that you, you have a certain sin in your life. And it's different for all of us. But yet, we all have areas in our life that we allow doubt to creep up in. But yet, what we see from God here is in Gideon's life that God is long suffering, <laughs> that God is patient with us. And so Gideon says, Lord, if you'll do this, I'll know that you are doing what you say you're going to do. And in verse 38, it says, and it was so when he arose early the next morning and squeezed the fleece, he drained the dew from the fleece, a bowl full of water. So he gets up the next morning, he goes out, everything else is dry. He picks up this wool fleece and squeezes it and a whole bucket full of water comes out just like he asked God to do. And you would say, well, man, Gideon's got to be fired up and ready to go now, right? He's, he's heard from God. He's got sign after sign after sign. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing he's ready to bust down the gates and go to war. But listen to what verse 39 says. Then Gideon said to God, Do not let thine anger burn against me that I may speak once more. Please let me make a test once more with the fleece. Let it now be dry only on the fleece, and let there be dew on all the ground. And God did so that night, for it was dry only on the fleece, and dew was all on the ground. And so Gideon says, Lord, 
he, he comes honestly. He, he's not trying to make God angry. And God knows your heart. If you're here tonight and you're listening to this devotion and you've got sin in your life and things in your life that you know God doesn't want in your life, but yet you're not going to do anything about it, God knows, right? You can come to church on Sunday morning. You can dress as fancy as you want. You can strut in like a peacock. You can give lots of money, but God knows your heart, okay? He knows it, and you're not approaching Him, and His anger is going to be towards you. But I believe this is so important because I believe that the area that Gideon struggled with was doubt. It was an area that he was weakest in. And so Gideon says, Lord, I know you just made the fleece wet, but if you could do one more miracle for me and make the fleece dry and the ground wet. And God did that. And you say, Jake, why is that? I believe it is because of this. It's what Gideon needed. It's what Gideon needed. And tonight, God knows what you need. God knows that your situation that you're going through, you might just need the kind words of a friend to encourage you and get you through the situation that you're going through. Maybe tonight, if you're living in open and rebellious sin against God, you need someone to come and correct you. Maybe tonight you're struggling financially and what the future holds and, and, and you just need someone to remind you that God owns it all anyway. You see, God knows what we need before we ever ask it. And so tonight, if it's a difficulty in your family, if it's a health diagnosis that you're doubting will go the right direction, God knows what you need. And so what you need to do tonight is not to be embarrassed, not to feel guilty or ashamed, but just ask Him, Lord, help my unbelief. Lord, help me to know that no matter what people say about me, that you will let the truth be known. Or, or Lord, no matter what the economy does, Lord, I'm going to trust that you're going to provide for our needs. Lord, I, I don't know how I'm going to go on without this relationship in my life that was once there. But God, I'm going to trust that you can be everything that I need. You see, if you'll get open and honest with God and just come to Him honestly, He will be compassionate and long-suffering towards you. He won't get angry because you've asked and asked and asked. He won't get angry because you've struggled and, and, and worried. God knows the areas that you're weakest in. And He loves you anyway. But tonight you have to first and foremost acknowledge that your greatest need is the forgiveness of sin. You have to tonight know whether or not you were truly born again. Because there's only one way to be saved. After that, you have to understand something, that you are His and His alone. And you've got to love Him and follow Him. And He loves you too much to leave that junk in your life that shouldn't be there. So tonight, if there's something in your life that the Bible says shouldn't be there, you'll never have joy and victory until you give it to God and say, Lord, here it is. Here it is. But I want you to hear this example tonight, that God knows your need, knows your doubts, 
and is able to be involved and to give you the victory. And so as always tonight, I just pray that the Lord will be with you. I uh, pray that you have a wonderful uh, weekend. Um, I know many churches are not able to meet this weekend. We are going to be meeting Sunday morning, Lord willing. And so I'm looking forward to that. Um, and so if you don't have a church home, I'd always love to invite you. If you have a church home, I encourage you, if you can go, to, to be there, um, to support and pray and, and give and do all of those things. But uh, if I can ever help you in any way, please let me know and know that I am praying for you and your family. And uh, as I always say, and I do mean this, I hope the rapture happens tonight. I hope the Lord calls us home together. But if he doesn't, and if the Lord is willing, uh, I look forward to uh, being with you uh, Monday night. So may God bless you.